You are now tuned in to the Bold Journeys podcast, bringing you nothing but the best in motivation, inspiration, and empowerment information so you can get your whole life. Shout out to our amazing sponsors, Brownlings Trucking, your premier shipping and logistics partner. Count on Brownlings to deliver quality no matter the quantity. Sense of Satisfaction by Cricut. If you're looking for a place to meet all your fragrance needs, this is it. Buying fragrances anywhere else is nonsense. Shop at scentsbycricket.com. And Creative Juices Printing and More, the hotspot for t-shirts and merch. Your vision is what they create. Don't forget to check out the Heel Girl YouTube channel for weekly prayers and more hilarious and inspirational content. Please note that the views and opinions expressed on this show are not necessarily the views of our sponsors. Now, let's get into it. And we are back with Bold Journeys Podcast Summer Sizzler Series. Yes, this procession of powerful women, this parade of boss babes get into it. I am your humble hostess, T the Queen Bee, also known as the Mindset Midwife. Shout out to Jesus, my homeboy. Where would we be without him? Listen, I hope y'all are ready because I got another great one today. I want you all to meet Tasha Wilder. Tasha is my sister, so you know she's dope. Okay, she's a licensed professional counselor and the owner of Purpose Place Counseling, a mental and behavioral health agency here in Augusta, GA. She listens, she acts, and she renews through her agency. She's created a safe haven that doesn't contain judgment. It's a warm, free, supportive environment. Tasha has over 13 years of experience working with individuals and families. She is equipped to provide a wide range of mental health support, including but not limited to anxiety, depression, adjustment, attention deficit disorder, as well as behavior and relationship issues. Listen, we're just giving y'all an opportunity to tune in, to eavesdrop, if you will, on a chat between two boss babes, two powerful women. And I am so grateful to you, Tasha, for agreeing to come on to the show. Thank you and welcome. Thank you. Thank you with that wonderful, wonderful introduction. Yes, it is. I'm grateful and I'm honored for you to invite me to the show. So it is um, a great privilege to be talking with you today. Well, I certainly appreciate you. Let's start by having you tell the audience a little more about yourself. Tell us where you're from and how you got into business for yourself. Okay. Um, I am from Augusta, Georgia, born and raised a military brat, but I kind of got settled in Augusta, Georgia at 11, so I can say that I am from Augusta, Georgia. Um, I decided to go in business for myself, honestly, because I worked for so many different agencies um, in the mental health field and just was not done right, just to be honest. Just wasn't done right. Um, 
kind of manipulative and conniving type thing I had to deal with. And so my heart, my passion is always to help others, and I always wanted to provide, like, um, employment and things like that for other people. And so I just decided one day, you know what, let me let me see how I can make this work for myself and get a return on my investment that's really worth it. Um, and so that's kind of what drove me to start the business on my own. Wonderful. I love that. And I want to say something. Thank you for highlighting that employment piece because it's so important as business owners we do what we can, when we can, to create opportunities for others. Can you touch on a little bit about, um, go a little deeper about how you were treated as an employee and then pivot for us to what you hold as a core value as an employer. Definitely, yeah. So, like I said, I I um, bust my behind to get my degree um, and to become licensed um, because my goal, like I said, was to help others. Um, of course, starting out, you you know, kind of work under different agencies. And I'm just going to be honest, you know, they were they were black owned agencies. Hopefully, I can say that. <laughs> and yeah. so, yeah. And so, you know, for one, it's one thing to be treated a certain type of way, you know, from um, people that are not people of color. But it's another thing when it's, you know, your people that basically you realize are not in it to help. They're in it um, basically for greed and what they can get from it. And so there's manipulation. There's holding of your paychecks. Um, there's somewhat of fraud that's going on, and you fall under that umbrella, uh, whether it's indirectly or directly being done to you. Um, the things that were directly done to me was, of course, holding your paycheck. Um, can you wait this a certain amount of time to, to put your um, clients in or do your billing, um, things like that, so they could kind of, you know, manipulate the system so it made, they made it work for them as far as how their money rolled in. And mm-hmm. from you know, and being on the inside looking in, I'm like, this is not, this is not honorable, <laughs> you know, this is not what I want to be a part of. And because someone else has the mindset to, um, I guess, be greedy and be manipulative, like I said, you get hurt in the in the end. And so it ended up where I went from one agency to another. Um, and kind of saw the same thing happen. And I, let me back up, too, because I don't want to say it was just it's just black-owned agencies. That was just my experience because I had an experience with one that wasn't black-owned, and it was kind of the same thing. So overall, it's uh, um, not having a heart for it but because you can make money in, in the counseling agency, um, but if you do it the right way, the money doesn't come as fast as you would think it would. Mm-hmm. Um, and so – just taking a step back and realizing, you know, that's not that's not what I want and that's not what I want to be a part of, um, just morally, ethically. Um, I worked hard for my licensure, you know, and I don't want to <laughs> fall under anything that um, is going to make me jeopardize that. And so right. just kind of, back, yeah, and evaluating and, and looking back and saying, you know, what, what how can I make this um, – how can I disconnect from this, so to speak? And so – you know, just researching and realizing if they have an agency, I can have an agency too. And then if I make myself CEO and owner of this agency, then I can impart the morals and the ethical um, standards that I know that I want my agency to look like. And so, um, 
again, that's what I decided to do. I ended up being going into a partnership with um, another therapist at the time. And then as you get more into it and you grow, you know, nothing bad happened, but we just kind of grew out of season. And she had one idea of what her business should look like, and I had another idea of what my business should look like. And then that's when I decided, you know what, my next move will be just solely on me, and I'm not going to go into anybody else. Um, so after prayer and strategy and, you know, things like that, that's when I just decided that I'll make it work no matter how hard it is. That's powerful. You said a whole lot just right there. You started off with a vision to help. You were hurt in the process. Instead of passing that hurt on to others, you said, nope, I'm going to step out of this, and I'm still going to help. I'm going to help from a healed place, and I'm going to impart the values into my shop, my business, because that's what I believe in, and and I love that. Now, let me ask you, what is, if you can think of it, because I know it's such a wide range, what is something that you hear a lot in your practice? What would you say, if not the number one, like what would be somewhere in that top three reasons that people come to see you, and what do you speak to them about when they come to see you? So, like you said, of course, with the counseling um, agency or counseling field, there are so many different, you know, areas that you could touch on and different areas of expertise um, that you have. But for me, um, I'll just say I started out, let me just say this, I started out with doing um, foster care. And so foster care dealt with a lot of, of course, trauma and abuse and neglect and a lot of emotional issues. And so that's really not different from what I do now. And so you will see that um, what I found just looking looking back at it from all these years is those children, if they don't get the right help, they grow up and now they become adults. And now they're adults that are still dealing with the trauma and being, you know, not being healed. And so now it com- it becomes depression, it becomes anger, it becomes anxiety, um, so to answer your question, those are the things that I see a lot as far as the depression, the anxiety, the trauma, you know, family issues, childhood issues. Um, so those are the things that really cycle around um, in the adult life now that I've moved from working with a lot of children to working with mostly adults. But working mostly with adults, that is the going thing for me um, that I see that I help with. And so let's since we kind of jumped off a little bit on this workplace theme, I know. I know. <laughs> but it's good and it's powerful because I personally had – a terrible experience in corporate America. I really, really did. Now, I'm grateful because at the very start of my career when I was just trying to find myself and see what I wanted to do, and I can honestly say God really orchestrated my path, as we know he does, um, I had some very strong and nurturing black women who actually cared about my future and poured into me. And I'm grateful that I started that way because they were few and far in between afterwards. So the closer I got to my 30s, the further I got into my career, and even going to get 
uh, post-secondary degrees, I learned that corporate America don't love nobody, nobody right. at all. And so mm-hmm. let's talk for a moment about the depression and the anxiety and how that plays into um, a toxic work environment, toxic culture, and what you see and hear in your practice that folks are going through and how that impacts them at work and vice versa, how the work environment um, impacts and impedes them personally. So kind of like I was saying, what I was dealing with, you know, before I went into practice for myself, it's just the morale of the companies, and um, the companies don't really have that that standard set. Like they don't really um, have a lot set up where the employees are um, taken care of, so to speak. So it's almost like what can you bring to the table versus how can we help you when you sit at the table, like what can we do to make your job um, better versus, okay, I see you have these skills that we looked at your resume, this is what we need you to do. And that self-care and those mental health breaks, but for the most part, the clients that come in that are having issues with like their job and, and what's going on, it's the stressors of um, trying to meet the demands of the job and find that, find that balance in their in their home. So now you see more, there's more women that are that are working, right? And they have mm-hmm. to try to balance out that work life and that and that home life. And so um that plays into a lot of stresses because in between the work life and the home life, they have no time for themselves. Mhm. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. once again, you hit it that self-care is so mm-hmm. important. That self-care is so important. And we just have to be honest, y'all. Your supervisors, your managers, your C-level executives, they're looking at that bottom line. They're looking at productivity. And unfortunately, I have not seen them make what I see is a very clear connection with morale, with self-care, with really valuing, acknowledging, and rewarding your employees and productivity. I don't understand how that is such a huge disconnect. In 2023, we have survived three years of a pandemic, and a lot of us switched to work from home at that point. I do not understand how there's still such a huge disconnect with employers, but as I see it, it is. It is so yeah. self care is so important, taking the time for you. So Tasha, give us now I want you to do two things for me. I want you to share some of your personal self care because sometimes we over uh, we make it more than it has. It doesn't have to be a whirlwind vacation. You don't have to go to Paris, okay, for self-care. You don't have to go to the top-of-the-line spa in New York City, Manhattan, or whatever. Tell us about what you like to do for your personal self-care, and then share with us, if you will, some tips that you will share with clients in terms of self-care and self-love. Absolutely. I'll start with something that seems very, um, I guess, small, um, mm-hmm. but it's but it can be very big, and so it's not even a physical move; it's a mental move. And mm. so the thing, yeah. So one of the things that I have to, I even have to stop and you know what I'm getting ready to say, and and I have to stop and do this with myself a lot of times because sometimes I can get caught up 
and just being busy and moving and responsibilities. But the mental self-care, um, it's taking mental breaks. If you, I say it all the time on my calls, in my sessions, just three times a day is what I, what I kind of challenge my clients to do. And when I say mental breaks, I don't mean you got to take one and two hours um, out your day to, to sit with yourself. I'm saying like 10 to 15 minutes to do a check-in. And a lot of times we don't do mental check-ins and we just get up and we do our routines and we go, but we never stop to kind of say, how am I doing mentally? How am I doing emotionally? And we're big on, I just don't have time. Mm. But if we play our day out, we have time. We, I know we're on the phone at least 10 to 15 minutes out of the day, mm. right? So one of the things I, I suggest and I challenge, um, like I said, I challenge my clients, before you get up and do anything in the morning, that 10 to 15 minutes just to take some time to breathe. How am I doing this morning? Where am I at this morning? What am I thinking this morning, right? And really paying attention to you, you know, not children, not husband, not thinking about your job, any of that, but trying really hard to create a space for yourself where it's just you and that space mentally taking care of you. And so, again, three times a day, I call it breakfast, lunch, and dinner. It's really just morning, noon, and night. You take that time in the morning. Throughout the day, you break away, or even if it's on your break, going to your car, getting away from everybody, not having those idle conversations or those, that idle time, but you're really just taking time to stop and breathe you know, and paying attention, like, to the tension of your body and where your mindset is. And maybe you were doing good that morning and now it's lunchtime and you are overwhelmed or you're frustrated, but what got you there? Really evaluating what got you there. And that 10 to 15 minutes will allow you that time to do that. You know, before you go home and lay your head down and go to bed, taking that time again to evaluate where you are, just breathing. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. That is so, so good. Listen, y'all going to have to catch a replay. Listen to this. You might need to listen to this episode three times so that you know. Check in with yourself. Because I find and I um, I, I practice that uh, myself. I had to. And I promise you, doing that consistently is a game changer. Mm-hmm. Doing that consistently is a game changer. And if you are like T, if you are like me, and you tend to pop off at the mouth, you tend to <laughs> roll your eyes, you yes. tend to say, oh, no, she didn't, or no, he didn't, you might just be due for that check-in with yourself. What is mm-hmm. really ruffling your feathers? What is it that's bothering you? Listen, Tasha, we have talked about this before. Are you hungry? Uh, that could that could be Have you eaten what? today? That yeah. could be the reason why you are short with everybody. Yeah. yeah. Did you get enough rest? Did you yeah. sleep well last night? A- asking yourself those little questions. Now, if you like me, I'm crazy enough, and I don't care what nobody thinks. I will ask myself out loud. I could be in the middle of Walmart. Well, am I hungry? Did I eat today? What is happening? Right. Okay, let me go by and let me get uh, get something. Uh, uh, you will find you the problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes, yes. The common denominator in all of it is you. It is yeah, you. 
for me, I found, and I'm sure a lot of women can attest to this, like two weeks before my cycle comes on, I am an emotional mess. And so I'm crying and I'm snappy and I'm emotional and I'm all over the place. And now that I'm taking those breaks and starting to stop and look at myself, I'm like, girl, there's nothing wrong with you. You just, your hormones just everywhere. <laughs> that is so important that we take that self-inventory, self-inventory, mm-hmm. not playing the blame game, not pointing that finger outward like we always do, but mm-hmm. just taking a real look at us. And we are so much moving through life, like you said, going through the responsibilities, the rigmarole of everything, that we don't check in to see, okay, what is really going on. And then what happens is it's the buildup. You build up resentment yes. and bitterness, and then you lash out at people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm big on you got to face it to fix it. Oh, I love it. Please say it again. You got to face it to fix it. And sometimes that's the hard, hardest thing. And I'm not saying I'm, I can do that so easily. Because that makes you so vulnerable and that makes you have to really, like, um, be accountable to you and your behaviors and your attitudes. Um, Or, you know, admit that, you know, somebody you might love or somebody you care for is being a certain type of way. And sometimes we suppress those things, overlook those things because of who they are. But when we Mm. sit down and really face those things to fix them, um, no matter how hard it is or how hurtful it is, it really puts you on the other side of that depression or that or that anxiety. Man, listen, that is so good. You were not in this meeting that I was in in this past this past weekend. I had the opportunity to um, be in a room with a group of women and just sharing different places that they, by their own admission wanted to heal and grow. And, Tasha, you would be surprised. Well, actually, you wouldn't be surprised. You wouldn't be surprised. It was just so interesting how many of those ladies were sharing that the responsibilities, the guilt, pressure that was put on them by certain family members that they had so long ignored and the issues that it was causing them. And I just sat and looked and I said, wow. And I saw myself in all of those ladies, in all of those Mm. stories. I really did. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And it's it's a hard pill to swallow sometimes. (laughs) Yeah. 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 It really, really is. Mm -mm -mm. And so now give us, what is one thing that you hear or that you even personally do as far as outward self-care? So we took care, we talked about the mental piece of it. What's another self-care tip that you enjoy or that you even recommend? Well, I don't know if I can recommend it, but I, it, mine's kind of cheesy because I'm kind of like lame and don't do a whole lot of stuff. But for, <laughs> but for me, like, I love um, – I love crafting. Um, I don't have a lot of time to do the crafting, so um, I could just, I'm fine walking around Hobby Lobby. Like, sometimes that's just my my outlet to just go and look and see what I can, like, visualize and what I can make Uh and put things together, even if I don't buy anything. But for me, I just like the environment, they're playing, like, gospel music, you know, and so um, that's 
meditation for me. That that's soothing. That's soothing for me um, to do that. And so I'll say, like suggestion wise, of course you don't have to go to Hobby Lobby, but I'll, let me just say this: I found too a lot of the a lot of reasons why um, people can't do self care is because they really don't know what they like. Like, they don't know who they are. They don't know what they like. And so I'll ask the question, well, what do you like? And they're like, I, I don't know, because mm. they become their responsibilities, and they think that's what makes them who they are. Mm. You know, and so when you realize that you are more than just a mom, you're more than just a wife, you're more than just whatever your job function is, now you can get to the point of, what do I really like to do? And if it's walking around Hobby Lobby, you don't owe anybody an explanation as to why you're doing that. If it's sitting in your car for 20 minutes and just, yeah. you know, got your head back and not thinking about nothing. So you have to find what you like to be able to know what you can do outside of just the mental, so what you can do physically. You know what I mean? Yes. Oh, my goodness. I love it. For me, it's several things for me. Y'all, the audience, y'all know there's a fat girl that lives on the inside of me. So I love to, listen, I can grab me a sandwich. I can grab a little something sweet. Mm -hmm. And so, listen, I'm trying to do better, so I'm exercising portion control, right? So I don't get two sandwiches or three sandwiches. I might (laughs) might just eat half of it. Or, you know, I might grab a brownie or something like that. And, um, Tasha, even like you said, sitting in the car, sometimes, you know, I may just take a quick drive. I may take a 10-minute drive, turn the music up, sing to the top of my lungs. And I realize that that is refreshing and refueling for me and I'm when I come back I'm completely fine. It doesn't take yeah. much y'all. It really doesn't. Mm-mm. No, and I'll pinpoint too. I know we talked about the mental part too, um but when we're doing the physical, it doesn't matter what you're doing as long as your mind is in a place where you're not thinking about everything else. And sometimes that's not easy to like for me, I like to work out. Haven't done it in a while, but I like. I know. I know when I used to go hard at it, that was really something that was um, like meditation for me, because it was my time. It was a chance for me to kind of get everything off of my mind and just kind of be in that moment of working out. But that was what worked for me. And so, it doesn't matter. Again, I'll say it doesn't matter what you're doing as long as you're not distracted. Um, by everything else. So getting your nails done or whatever, that's fine if you can be in a a good mental space while you're doing. That is so good. That is excellent. And this is the key word right here. I was going to say it earlier, and I got to insert it here. It's the mindfulness of it, Mm -hmm. being present in that moment, being attentive in that moment, not stressing about what you got to do when you get back, not stressing about who might call you, but just being in that moment to attend to you, to love on you. That is so good and so key. Tasha, I thank you and I appreciate you for this time. Tell everyone where they can find you. Um, Give us your uh, website. If you like, you can share your social media. Folks may really want to follow you, may want to show you some love. Where can we find you online? 
Absolutely. So uh, my website address is purposeplacecounseling.com. That's P-U-R-P-O-S-E-P-L-A-C-E counseling.com. That's my website. And then um, I am on Facebook, and so that's just Purpose Place LLC. You can find me there. And then I have an email address, which is kind of long, but I'll say it. It's officemanager at purposeplacecounseling.com. Wonderful. Y'all, show Tasha some love. Follow up with her. I so, so, so appreciate you. And I know that everyone has been blessed just by hearing you share, Tasha. I so appreciate that. Absolutely. I appreciate you. Thank you so much for having me. And like I said, y'all may want to put this one on repeat, replay, whatever. You need to get this in your rotation. And I'm just excited about what is being done here in the Summer Sizzler series. So we are wrapping it up today in a nice, neat bowl for you. And until next time, holla. Be kind and share this episode. Share, share, share. Subscribe to the Bold Journeys podcast on your favorite platform. Want to show the queen some love? Got show ideas? Or want to share thoughts on this episode? Email us at tboldmedia at gmail.com. That's tboldmedia at gmail.com.